Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hi, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate, your host. This week on the podcast is all about work. And not just work in general, but work at this very specific point in history when so very many of us are actively rethinking it, how much of it we want to do, where we want to do it, and what kind of work we do. Let's do some of that rethinking together. Today, I'm talking with someone who helps people think about work in new ways all day, every day. And she knows a lot about how to counsel people who are making changes in their work lives. Tammy Foreman is the executive director of Path Forward, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to give people who've taken time away from work to care for their loved ones the opportunity to re-enter the workforce. I'm excited to hear Tammy's perspective on the great work reassessment that we are experiencing collectively in 2021. Tammy, welcome to the podcast. It's really great to have you here. It's great to be here, Kate. Thanks so much. So help situate us in the realities of work and women in the U.S. right now, post-pandemic or mostly post-pandemic. How many of us lost jobs and are they coming back? Yeah, it's not great, right? Hmm. So millions lost jobs. Uh, The last stat I saw showed that women's workforce participation rates had fallen to their lowest level since I think 88, 1988, something like that. So that's that's Hmm. kind of horrifying. Are they coming back? So yes, with some caveats, right? Obviously, there are sectors of the economy that were more severely affected directly by the pandemic. So you can think about things like uh, travel, hospitality. Uh, That seems to be coming back online now. And I think we'll see a real burst of economic energy coming into the fall. You know, Broadway is going to reopen. You're going to start to see more live events. I think once kids under 12 are able to be vaccinated, you're going to see a lot more activity across a lot of different sectors. So I think it's they're, they're going to continue to open up. In the professional sector, we're seeing d- hiring is back booming again, right? Back to the levels we were seeing back in 2018 and 2019. So they're coming back. You know, there's a lot of disconnects in the workforce right now. And one big one, I think that is people are kind of sort of paying attention to, but not enough attention to is is care, right? There is still many schools are still closed, either fully or partially. And of course, many schools are now closing for the summer. Mm-hmm. The summer camps are, some of them are open, some of them are not. You know, there's signs of better, like, so New York City is because of some of the legislation that Biden's signed when he came in, New York City is now offering 
summer programming to any New York City public school student who wants it, right? This is the first time ever mm -hmm. that New York City has offered basically free summer school to anyone. And, it, and it's not really, it's summer school, it's, it's, there's some academic, but it's really, it's really free summer camp. Um, so that's good. Those, those are some good signs, but that's certainly not widespread at this point. So a lot of families are still grappling. And then like childcare, younger childcare has been decimated, right? Daycares have closed all over the place. Um, so families are really struggling to find find what they need for caregiving, which of course is holding back women's workforce, right? They, these things are related quite closely. Right. It's awfully hard to go to work if you don't have anybody to take care of your three-year-old. Yeah, basically impossible. <laughs> so you touch on one thing already in answer to this question, but what kinds of things are we realizing that we need out of our jobs and our work lives? So part of that is care, right? But what other kinds of things are you hearing people talk about that are necessary going forward that we have to prioritize? Yeah, well, I think the the great reassessment is a great way to say it. And I think I, I think it's going to be really... I don't think there's going to be one big moment and everybody's going to make a decision, right? All the employers are going to decide, okay, we're doing it this way. And then that's going to be it, right? Like, I think what you're seeing even right now is companies come out and saying, we're doing it this way. And then when half the, you know, highest ranking employees quit, they go, oh, well, maybe we don't want to do it that way. So I think it's going to be a lot of like, there's going to be bursts of, of, policies and then reactions to those policies. And then I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of different, I think it's going to be very disruptive for the next year, frankly. I think there's just going to be a lot of moving pieces as companies make policies, see how those policies then affect their both their retention, their recruiting efforts, right? All the things that they pay attention to and then make adjustments to those policies and then see how those adjustments. So I think we're going to see a lot of, of churn in terms of employer policies around work. I am always a little, I don't want to say skeptical. I think we have to be careful about how we're interpreting some of the data about what people say they will do if, right? If my company makes me do this, then I will quit. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference between telling a researcher that you will quit your job if X, Y, Z and actually quitting your job, right? There's mm -hmm. some space between those two things. But do I think high talent, high performing people have suddenly seen a new world to which they can aspire? Yeah. And I think that is going to have a dramatic effect. And I think people are starting to, to see that I can have I can have my job and my work-life balance too. And I want to, right? And I want to find a place that's going to that's going to support that. And as someone who is running a, a small but mighty organization that itself is remote, I feel like my your your loss is my gain. I'm gonna mm -hmm. hire I'm gonna hire the people that you won't let work from home. <laughs> Happily. <laughs> I hope you I hope you are not alone because I do think a lot of people who have not had to commute and not had to spend all day in the confines of a particular physical location that's not their home are like, um, I kind of like it out here. <laughs> yeah. And look, I, I think I, what I hope also happens and we'll see, this is always, this is always one of those ones where it's like, well, we'll see is do men start also 
demanding some of that flexibility and requesting some of that flexibility and taking right like because mm. that's i the other the thing i worry about right now is there was a story in one of the major publications like you know why all these women are quitting their jobs and they're so much happier and i'm like mm, could we be careful about that like i think it it becomes real easy for us to all get very comfortable with the idea that moms enjoy working for free at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that's so much more fulfilling than anything they could possibly be doing <laughs> in, right. the, in the, you know, the down and dirty workforce, right? So I think we have to be careful about how we think about that reassessment. And is that reassessment happening more broadly? And are we making space collectively uh, for men to reassess the relationship they want to have with work? and the relationship they want to have with their family and how they want to manage their lives as well. Cause that would be very welcome. I think Amen. for a lot of people, right? For sure. Yes. Let's get more equal parenting or, you know, just let's, let's yeah. make it less gendered. I, I'm yes. so for that. It's hard to rethink anything when you're stressed out. Having a relaxation practice not only helps you slow down, it helps you think more clearly. If it weren't for Headspace, I would still be in the frenzied, oh my God, what should I be doing right now, state that I spent much of 2020 in. The thing I'm loving the most about Headspace right now is that all I have to do is press play. And I know that Andy is going to talk me through a great meditation practice that always, always helps me feel calmer, more relaxed, and just better. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash Kate. That's headspace.com slash Kate for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Go to headspace.com slash Kate today. So for women who either need to or want to get back into the workforce for whatever reason, maybe they were out voluntarily or maybe they got squeezed out by the pandemic, what's your advice for them? The thing I always tell individual women is that like there are systemic challenges that you're going to come up against and you can't change systems by yourself. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. you don't have to try, Uh, but you can also control the story that you tell yourself. So you can tell yourself a story that says, no one's ever going to hire me because I've been out of work too long. And we work with people, just to be clear, who often have been out of work for 5, 10, 15 years, right? Not just, and not that there's anything just about it, but like we're, a lot of people are coming back into the workforce now after six months, 12 months, 18 months, and that's going to be challenging. But but you can tell yourself a story that says, no one's ever going to hire me because it's been too long. Mm Mm-hmm. Or you can tell yourself a story that says, I have a lot of value. I have a lot to offer. I need to figure out the best way to offer that value. And I'm going to do that in a consistent way. And I'm going to find people who are going to affirm that that for me. So it's, you know, it's a lot of the basics. It's things like networking. Uh, it's reaching out to people you've worked with. It's reaching out to people in your community. Um, it's having those good conversations. And it's, it's recognizing that it is going to be a long game. I tell women all the time, job hunting is terrible for everybody. It's a, it's a terrible, like it's, it's full of rejection and it's hard Mm -hmm. and you can, again, use those rejections as affirmations of the story you were telling yourself, or you can use them as 
uh, stepping stones along the way and say, okay, that's one more, that's one more no that's on the way to yes. And take more of a sales approach where I have to have a hundred conversations to get to 50 meetings to get to, you know, however many sales, right? But the great thing about job hunting is you only need one, mm. right? You only need one yes. You sort of build that consistency into uh, how you're approaching it. And the other thing I tell women, particularly, and there's interesting research about how, particularly how heterosexual families view the unemployment of mothers versus fathers um, and the way they prioritize the time that men need to find a job in a way that they don't do for women. So mm-hmm. I tell women all the time, you it, not that you need my permission, but I'm explicitly giving you permission <laughs> to take the time you need to spend networking, sending out applications, having meetings, you know, figuring out what you need to do. You can make this a priority for yourself. And the dishes can sit in the sink for another day and the laundry can sit in a pile for another day. And you can make this a priority because it is. Fantastic. Does that advice change at all for women who have a job or men who currently have a job, but, you know, post pandemic, they're realizing it's time to look for something different? So I don't think the advice changes so much. Look, I think for anybody who wants to make a switch for whatever reason, whether that's purpose-driven or, look, I think there are people right now who are having conversations with themselves and their partners about about financial security and what that looks like in the face of cataclysms and what that happens. So like, I think there's all kinds of reasons why people might be thinking like, maybe I need to look for something different, better, more stable, more flexible, right? There's all kinds of things. Um, so I think the advice stays the same. Um, I, I would say for, for women particularly, I always advocate, it's funny that I do the work I do helping women who've taken, who've left the workforce completely. Because mm-hmm. when I'm talking to women, I always say like, if you can find a way to stay in, stay in. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so much easier to shift within the workforce than it is to go back from scratch. If you are in a situation where you feel like this just isn't working for me, so first of all, can I look for something else that would work for me? Can I renegotiate? Can I work part time? Can I, you know, can I push for some work from home? Like, what would make this this particular situation better? I also talk to people about there's kind of two two main career axes that we can move on, right? One one axis is like the work we do, the physical like the tasks, I think of that as the task list, right? I do marketing, I do finance, I do, you know, I do coding, right? Like with the work mm-hmm. that you do. And the other axis is like where you do it, right? Which is like the company, the industry. It's always easier to move on one at a time, right? Mm-hmm. So if you like the work you do, but you don't like where you're doing it, doing the same work at another company or another or in another industry, or I like the industry that I'm in, or I like the, the best case scenario is I love this company. I just don't like the work I'm doing anymore. Mm. Because then you can look within that company, like what are some other things that I could try? Um, and I might need to move lateral or take a step back, but I could try something else within this. It's always easier to move on one of those at a time than try to do something completely different in a completely different industry. <laughs> mm, that's so interesting. I've never heard it explained that way, but I thank you for that <laughs> visual helpful metaphor. What are the opportunities of this particular point in time about making work work better for the people, especially for people who care for others? Like what there always are possibilities even within like cataclysms, (laughs) as you call them. So what are they? 
Yeah, look, I think the at a at a very basic level, and look, obviously we're seeing different corporate policies coming out from different types of companies. And look, I, I don't know what to tell you if you want to work for a big investment bank. I, you're, you're making your bed. <laughs> like that's, that's going to be what it's going to be. I don't know. It's, I think the world is, is much bigger. I think the reflexive, you can't possibly do that work from home has kind of gone away. And I would say the best opportunities are going to be available to people who have who want some flexibility, like who are open to being in an office some amount of time. Um, I think that, I don't think it's impossible to find remote only. And in fact, I think there's probably more opportunities to find remote only work than there have ever been. And I think that's only going to increase. Mm -hmm. I think there are going to be just more and more jobs that companies of all sizes are open to hiring remote. But I think people who are interested in in more of a hybrid approach for themselves right from their point of view are going to just have so much opportunity and be able to really leverage their skills and talents in whole new ways that i think it's just the dam has burst on the idea that you can't be productive that way right excellent so sounds like we want places of employment to be more flexible and let us work from home more. But if we can kind of meet them halfway and say, yeah, I can come in sometimes <laughs> that that might make us stand out at that point in time. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Well, and I also think I, again, I think I worry sometimes about the macro impacts of these things. Like I worry it's, it's, we're not going to be super happy with how the world looks if we wake up in five or 10 years and it's everybody in the office is single guys Mm-hmm. And maybe a few dads who have stay-at-home wives and the and and they're running the place because they're the ones who came in every day. Like that's that's not gonna be a great world either. Um no, there's there's ways to mitigate against that that don't mean all the women have to come in either. Do you know what I mean? Like there's other <laughs> things we could do, but like I think human nature is what it is. And I think for individual for women thinking about how they navigate their career, like I just, I I keep coming back to you, like, I want to make a space that's okay for moms to say, I get, I still get to be ambitious and I still get to be driven and I still get to want to advance in my career. And it's okay, just as it is okay for me to make some career sacrifices sometimes for the sake of my family, it's actually okay for me sometimes to do the opposite. And then, and then I want men to have that same conversation, which is sometimes I'm going to make the the career sacrifice for the sake of my family, um, mm-hmm. and other times I'm not. Right. So that it, going back to what you said, it's not so gendered, right? So women are figuring out in any given season of their life, like, hey, this is a time when my kids are now teenagers; they're not really paying attention to me anyway. My, you know, they <laughs> barely, barely want to look at me without growling. So I'm going to turn the gas on a little bit. Like I, this is a time when I could actually spend a little more time because it's like, it's a good outlet for me. And that's going to offset some of the maybe steps back I had to take when they were quite little. And so kind of finding ways to, in any given period of our lives, recognize that it can have ups and downs, but that we don't have to be reflexive in a gendered way and saying, well, I'm the one that's going to make the sacrifice. That's what the thing that's bumming me out the most right now is just looking at the numbers and the way it's just become so obvious that we were just, women were just like, oh yeah, that's it. I got to stay home now. And I get it. I get why. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) school's closed, daycare closed. Like (laughs) 
didn't right? feel like a choice, I'm sure. It, yeah. it was not a choice. It was yeah. absolutely not a choice. But it was, <laughs> given that it's 2021, we we went back to the 50s pretty quick. Mm. Right? Yeah. Or, or even the mid-80s, which... <laughs> the mid-80s, right? In terms of work, yeah, absolutely. Mid-80s, like, this is not what the world looked like when I was in college. That's right. sad to say. Yeah. <laughs> Tammy, thanks so much for sharing your perspective. For folks who want to hear more, where can they connect with you? Yeah, they can find us at pathforward.org. Uh, there's all kinds of, we have career resources, we have webinars. If you're looking for interview advice, resume advice, we got a lot LinkedIn. We did a great webinar on LinkedIn, so we got lots of great stuff. Uh, if you want to email us, hello at pathforward.org. I promise that does not go into a black hole. Literally everyone on our staff sees those emails. Um, so hello at pathforward.org. We'd be happy to connect with you and answer your questions. Great. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Kate. Hi, this is Kate with your tiny assignment. So if you have a job, I liked what Tammy was saying about how maybe you could just renegotiate or rethink where you are and how you only really want to be trying to change one of the axes of your work reality. So just think creatively, maybe even have a conversation with somebody that you trust at your office before you do anything official. There's something you could do in your current company that would make you happier at work. And if you're trying to get into the workforce, Still, think about those two axes of work. Are you going to change your industry or are you going to change the types of things that you do? Choose one to focus on. That's it. I hope that you will come back tomorrow when I am talking about how to reach out to people and strengthen your network because the truth is 80% of jobs come through the grapevine. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you.